this heaven? No. It's Iowa. All right, Ben, so this is how a podcast works, right? You got a microphone, you plug the microphone into the computer, oh, you hit record, the you let it record, and then the you, you listen to it afterwards, you edit it, you go through and change the, uh, the volume, you fade in, you fade out, you add different features, you have noise cancellation, uh, you mix it, normalize it, you, uh, you know, there's all these different mechanical scientific theories on how you do a podcast. It's science versus art as we talk to Fablemans on the Pod of Dreams. Movies are dreams. That you never forget. Sammy? how everything looks it's hard to find our house ours is the dark house with no lights in this family it's the scientists versus the artists sammy's on my team takes after me what he does it's playful or imaginative you could afford to be a little encouraging she should have been a concert piano player what she got in her heart is what you got you can't just love something you also have to take care of it it's more important than your hobby can you stop calling it a hobby mom got a monkey why'd you get a monkey because i needed a laugh Always have to be the center of attention. Stop shouting at her! That has been nothing but disrespect from you! I'm your mother! Family, art, it'll tear you in two. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. was your favorite part okay welcome everybody to the pot of dreams if you listen we will pod ben and eric here uh we are done with our favorite movies we're just jumping back to our old format of picking random ass movies and talking about them uh i picked the fablemans this week and the reason i picked it was we're getting close to the academy awards i think when you listen to this it'll be close to the oscar ceremony and The Fablemans is nominated for Best Picture, and I wanted to check it out and see what I thought. So, yeah, that's that's what we're doing here today, Ben. Uh, I, you know, I, I don't get to see a lot of movies because life is filled with little kids and getting out of the house is difficult. So I was happy to have an excuse to watch Spielberg's latest as well. Um, I don't think it was at the very top of my want to watch this, but it was on there for sure. So Why excited. is that? It's just the... You know, I, I, I have to say, there's this wave of movies that has come out in the last year, year and a half, 
where it's like the famed director makes a movie about why they like movies. It's like a whole genre that's come out. And I know a lot of it has to do with like COVID and like people thinking you, the end of I'm the world is coming. I'm not disagreeing with you. Can you give me some examples? I am not challenging uh, you. James Gray made a movie called Armageddon Time, okay. which is like about you know his childhood. Uh, Sam Mendes made a movie called Empire of Light, which is mm-hmm. like why he likes movies, why he goes to the movies. Um I'm just trying to think that there there are several other ones that have come out recently um, where they're sort of biopics. Um, I, is the Irishman does the Irishman kind of fall under that category? Maybe not. Um, I don't know. It, it, this this Fableman's is definitely that. It's it, oh sure. The weird thing about it is it's like basically a biopic of Steven Spielberg. I know he like changed the names and I don't think all of it's 100 percent accurate, but. Um, I don't know. It's just it's a genre of movie that's just you know picked up in the last few years. So were you asking me why it was on my want to watch list, or are you asking why it wasn't higher? Why why isn't it higher? It's Spielberg. It's you know uh, his life story. Like why isn't this? And it, this movie didn't do very well. I mean, it didn't do well in the theaters. It's not. I don't think it's going to win Best Picture. Like it's going to be forgotten in his his like catalog of movies. Oh well, that's already kind of a dead giveaway. Don't you think? Sure. Uh, no, sure. I, I really liked it. I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, I wasn't. I mean, I, I think this is part of some of my issues, especially early on. Is I don't think I found Spielberg, Spielberg's childhood and why he loves movies all that interesting. And I don't think it's all that interesting of of a narrative. Like somebody finds their way to movies and they get really into them. That that's not interesting to me. Like. And whenever there's Licorice, shots of Licorice Pizza is another like it's kind of his childhood, right? I mean, it's kind of like okay. Um, I, I yeah, that's just not a super exciting thing. I mean, I, whenever I think of movies where we see like a character, even if it's like a fictional character, watching a movie and getting really excited about movies, that's not usually very interesting to me. Um, I'd rather just like watch the movie that the characters are watching, which is you know a movie, and it isn't like oh boy, gee, aren't aren't movies great? Look at how transformative that doesn't, isn't, I don't think super interesting to most people. Uh, Maybe hardcore film nerds. I don't really know. I mean, certainly this isn't Spielberg is past his prime. That's not really an unfair thing to say. Um, This feels like a movie that's probably more fun for Spielberg to direct than it is for audiences to watch. Uh, Especially early on. I was like, man, I'm really way less interested in Spielberg's childhood than uh, he is. I was like, man, I am just not interested like, I'm not mad. It's not poorly made. That's weird. I think I should probably like it more because I think Paul Dano's great. I think Michelle Williams is great. Um, the kids did a pretty excellent job. There's no, I, I don't think there's any bad performances, save maybe Seth Rogen. And even then, I don't, I don't think that's the performance's fault. I think oh, he's I, just. I, the, the worst part of this movie are Dano and Michelle Williams, I think. I think they are both, like, almost bad. Like, oh. Almost, like, legit bad. They're so sappy and sent. I mean, this movie's sappy and sentimental already, but like. Well, that's true. They lay it on in a way that, like, I, honestly, I found like kind of off-putting. I don't know. So you really like the movie, but you think the two leads, uh, other than Spielberg himself, the no, two the characters lead is the, the kid. most. The lead right. is the kid. I just said other than the kid, yeah. the two characters we see the most. You found them almost just. It sounds like you didn't like any of their scenes together. No, I, I didn't. I really didn't. I, and that's a lot of scenes. I get Spielberg uh-huh. has more scenes for himself, but that's a lot of scenes. 
in a movie you think is really good. Uh, I mean, the, the movie's two two and a half hours long. It's way too long, and I think that there's too much of his parents in it, and that's that's the problem I have with the movie. Like, I mean, it's it's really coming off like I hated this movie. I I really yeah, enjoyed, I'm, I'm seeing. So what did you I, like about I'm it? I'm a kid who made movies as a kid. Like we used to, we had we got a camcorder one year for Christmas, and we would make these stupid. Can I see any of these Peter and I, Eric Lane? I don't joints? know. They, they may exist on. Well, they existed on the camcorder tapes, and then we would transfer them to VHSs. Some of them we transferred. Some of them got taped over. If you find them, I will pay to transfer them to DVD or digitize them um, or whatever. But we made like, like, like I said, like monster. We made like martial arts fight. We made like a crow ripoff movie. Like we made all. Oh my sorts. gosh, that sounds so edgy. Yeah. It, oh, no, it's terrible. These are terrible movies. Like, but see, is, so I think what you're suggesting is maybe the scenes where he's making movies. I absolutely love. Are it. the best parts of the movie, which yes. is true. A thousand percent. And like the technical, like how he figured out how to do the the gun blast on the on the western movie, like by putting a put, punching hole in the film so it flashes, like awesome. Like that was so cool. Like I yeah, really so love that part of it. Seeing how movies are made and seeing the process make movies is way more interesting and fun to watch than a character. Especially watching for a movie. like a kid with his friends, like how he did it and like. How he did it in a cool way and was like really good at it. Well, obviously, yeah, he's Spielberg. He was really, you know, you, you see him directing and giving the kid acting advice about the war movie he's shooting and how difficult, well, especially like back John then. John Williams is scoring his little home movies too, which is also pretty cool. That's like a cool little touch to it. Sure, and I like seeing how difficult it was to make movies. I mean, this was, it's not. Uh, it's pretty easy, really, to make a movie. Uh, nowadays, you and I could shoot a movie. Like, it would, ed- I don't edit- think it'd be good. The, the editing that he had to go through, like literally cut the film and there's yeah glue free it editing software. Yeah. yeah, he had to put them and make tabs and keep track and stay super organized and make sure everything's spliced together. All that stuff is great, and it's it's one of those things that I like in just about any movie. So I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. It's not a good movie. I'm not really recommending it. But be kind, rewind. Did you ever see that movie, Eric? Is that Jack Black? Is he Jack in Black yeah, and yeah. Danny Glover is in it. Def or something like that. Is he in that too? Yeah, Moss Def yeah. is in it. Yeah. Um, and then uh, that's a movie that's mostly bad. It's about like a movie store that goes out of business or. And they, they make the, the like tapes or something they like make, that. They yeah. make versions of the actual movies yeah. to like yeah. replace the ones that they erased or whatever. I don't remember yeah. how it happens. So they do like a Ghostbusters movie. Yep. And those are the sweet, fun parts is those sequences where they shot that. Everything else was just kind of totally boring and dull. But oh, seeing them try to recreate their favorite movies um, very little bit. That's really entertaining. And I've got a friend who, him and his brothers, they made a Lord of the Rings. Like, they tried to recreate Lord of the Rings. It's just three brothers. Like scene for scene? Well, no, they had yeah. to make editorial decisions. Right. Eric. They didn't get everything. Um, it wasn't like a nine-hour-long epic. But one of the brothers was like a Gimli, and one, the youngest brother was an orc, and he was every orc that was killed was the youngest brother. Oh, yeah. And it was wonderful. They just we, kept killing him. We would do like him. we would do like bad guys. We're fighting bad guys, and one friend would leave the camera and come back around and like put a hat on, and then it's the same guy. Oh, that's we did the exact same thing. Yeah, and, and you just the the horrible overacting and the silliness. But like where, where he kills the friends, they all run and then lay down so the camera. Well, that's turns a clever over. way of doing because he times yeah. it, he coordinates it, yeah, was, and it makes it look like there's more people than is actually right, there. It's brilliant. He's yeah. a genius. My my friends. My friend didn't do that, obviously. They would just show the one guy dying, and then there'd just be another scene where he's an orc, and then he dies the in a thing, different way. When we did it, was like we never had someone who was like the director, or we never sure. had somebody who like wrote, wrote scripts. Like th- that was the, the you know we're just like dumb 
fourth, fifth graders, you know what I mean? Like, we had no idea what we were doing. But, like, to have the, like, wherewithal to, like, have, no, I'm the director of the movie, and I'm going to tell people where to go and what to do, and, like, that obviously makes for a better movie than just a bunch of kids running around being stupid. Well, obviously, he's a, you know, a genius filmmaker, so he, everybody recognizes that pretty early on. Like, oh. Not his, not his fucking dad. That oh, dad a, thinks he's good. He just doesn't think there's money what, in it. He doesn't what think an absolute, like, terrible take. If you're Spielberg's dad and you're like, hey, how about you stop this movie thing? Like, why don't you okay, try something? Okay, that's in hindsight. I mean, how many that's kids have gone out? That's dude. That's like Michael Jordan's dad being like, you sure you want to play basketball? Michael Jordan didn't play basketball until he was, a, like, in high school. No, um, he did. He just didn't make his varsity team his freshman year. That's. Oh, okay. Well, that's because he sucks. Overrated. I, whatever. I mean, you know, I, I don't think it's that crazy for a father in like the late 50s and 60s to be like that. that yeah, that's After absurd. having seen the shit that he made and you any dad would be like, this is awesome. Like, unless you're I, a bad I, dad. Unless I doubt dad. that's the case. I think there's a lot of famous people. And well, clearly in Spielberg's case, it actually happened. I think there's a lot of this. There's not a career in it. There are probably a lot of people who wanted to be directors and were encouraged and they, they flamed out. I mean. I, I, yeah, his dad didn't recognize that, okay, he's one of the best directors of the, you know, next whatever you're going to say the block is it's, from it's 1970, honestly, next 60 years or almost whatever. implausible to, like, think that you would watch that and have your kid do all this and be like, no, why don't you not do that? And, like, why don't you edit this thing for your mom, like, because she needs it. Like, don't don't make a movie with your friends, even though you had, like, 40 people ready and sets all figured out. And you're, like, a... You know, you're upset that he wanted his son to make a movie yeah, for his that mom. That really pissed me off. Yeah, that's so bizarre. I, I really don't think you like this movie. Um, I, I, it seemed in line with who Paul Dano's character was. He's concrete. He doesn't have any room for art and abstraction. And it's movies are fun, but they're silly novelties. The trivialities. I, I really didn't Jesus like his Christ. character. Yeah. This guy that helped define, like, build computers was a dipshit. Is that, really, is that really... That, that was I don't know. Question about well, was, how much of this not. is true. Yeah, how much of this was true. I had that question the whole time I was watching. I, sure. I mean, I was going to Google it, and then I just didn't. Um, but, I mean, if his dad was, like, one of the preeminent computer people, um, I don't know. Because he, he, he did move to Phoenix. I know that that's, like, part of E.T., right? Like, that's the other kind of cool thing is, like, a lot of this stuff... With him as a kid, you could see in his movies later on. You know, I found that kind of interesting. The divorce, all that, you know, the family splitting apart. You know, I I don't know. I I think that was probably true. I don't know. I'm trying to. Well, and the the other, you mentioned Seth Rogen. Like, that, his character, the whole movie, I was like, what the fuck is going on with this guy? Like, Uh, he's just, like, there all the time. He's just as. He's like, is that his brother? And then it was like, no, it's not his brother. It's just their friends, and they work together. It's like, what is happening? This guy's just like at their family dinners and there all the time, and then like moves with him. And then his wife's mad that she didn't he didn't get him a job. It's like, what is happening? I mean, obviously well, you learn that they had a relationship, but that, like, yeah, that that seemed pretty obvious from the get go. Like, uh, this is a, a very weird relationship. I, but then I, didn't Michelle Williams even say like? It, we, I never let it get that far, like where they would do anything other than hold hands or something. Well, she said all she says. The line we get is, "I, you know, um, I don't think it ever got as far as you imagined it did." Right. Which is vague. What does that mean? They never. They probably didn't fucked. have actual intercourse. Uh, you know, the the penis probably didn't go in the vagina. Well, if I guess. I'm if I'm that kid, is like, is Seth Rogen my dad? Like, what's going on here? Like, 
Well, I, I mean, the relationship was weird, but in I, what I, mean, universe, I thought Seth Rogen's... Hold on a second. Okay. In what in what universe in reality would that be the case where they never fucked? That's that's an impossibility. That that this guy hung around and she's obviously in love with him and not Paul Dano, but they didn't have sex. That's crazy. That would be insane, right? No? Am I wrong about that? Well, did it really happen? That's I mean, that's the thing. I I assume that that's not made up. That you know, there's this family friend that was very close to him and his family that turned out to be like Mary's mom after his mom and dad got divorced. Um, I assume that that's true, Eric. Obviously, it looks weird. Like, but then they they fucked the whole time. Then there's no way. Okay, that's fine. You you can disagree. You can think Spielberg's delusional. I don't really care. That's not very interesting to me. I just found Seth Rogen's character super annoying. It's like he's the classic guy who's supposedly funny and is never funny. Like everything he says is oh, just not, not funny a big to me. Seth Rogen guy, huh? No, not Seth Rogen as an actor. I'm oh. talking about the character he played in this movie. Oh, Eric. I thought he was My charming. Goodness. He added a lot of charm to the movie. I oh, thought. I found him grating. I didn't think he was funny the, even the, slightly. The, keyboard, the, the fingernails on the keyboard when I was watching that, I was like, holy shit, you can hear her fingernails. I was like, what What a cool detail that he put that in there. And then after a second, I was like, that's actually kind of annoying. You're hearing her fingernails on the on the keys. And then Seth Rogen makes this big joke about hearing her fingernails. I don't know. I thought it was And good. then he's silly, and they capture her, and they force her to... Get her fingernails trimmed. Oh, my God, he's so silly. It's so silly. Such a silly. He sings silly songs. He does silly stuff. He swings people on trees. He's so silly. What a silly, funny guy. I find him grating. I was like, man, I, I didn't laugh once at anything he said or did. I was like, oh. okay. He was like to me like Joey, Uncle Joey on Full House. Like, Who didn't love like, Uncle Joey? As a four-year-old or whatever, when it's, that show came on, I loved it. And then I'm like, this guy is at best corny, at worst just profoundly unfunny like would you really watch full house laugh at anything uncle joey no, did no, not now as an adult? I... well that to me he, that's my whole point like I, I i aged out of the adult acting silly is therefore funny phase of my life that's over um i'm an adult that acts silly sometimes so i act silly too but i don't expect other adults to laugh at it um i don't think it's going to be entertaining i act silly for my kids mostly or to annoy friends so who despise silliness that's fine, but I'm not a kid. I'm not the target audience. I'm not the Fableman's children. Are you going to act silly on your podcast? Is that happening? Never once. I take this deathly seriously. Um, so it's interesting. And so you, you, <laughs> you're mad. You're mad at Steven Spielberg's dad for not encouraging him enough to become a director. That's really funny. No, I'm well. Yes, but I'm saying it's like an all-time miss. It's an all-time dad miss. Sure, to, he was, he if was your wrong. kid is fucking Steven Spielberg and you're trying to Steven Spielberg and you're trying to tell him to not make movies, that's an all time that's a parenting fail of of epic proportions. Like what if he what if he listened to his goddamn dad never made movies? He'd never have Jurassic Park. Like or E. T. or Close Encounters, like like you would have you would think of all the great movies that didn't get made because they're shitty fathers, people told him not to make movies and they never sure, made them. That could be true, yeah. But you know, we have an example of one where his dad tried to make him not, tried to tell him not to do it, and we almost lost out on all this great stuff. I, I don't know that we were that close to losing out. I think he was always going to make movies, even if he said he'd given it up. He was going to go back to it. I, I'm not convinced that his father really would have it impacted him at all to not um, watch movies or to make movies. But 
That's fine. I, to me, he's he's wrong, and he's it can be an all time blunder, but he's wrong in a way that's obvious that a lot of parents would be wrong. A lot of people parents would be like, I think you should do. I mean, they're like comedians who make a shitload of money, and their parents will still be like, I, you know, you, you could go to law school. Quentin I mean, Tarantino. Like his his mom didn't want him to keep writing. She was like, quit doing this writing stuff. It's stupid. It's, I mean, it's just it's it's an obvious. It's not a shock to me that that he would think this is just like a silly thing. To the point where I think Quentin Tarantino has never given his mom money, like ever. Okay. I heard somewhere Fine. that like he because yeah, all the money he made writing, she told him he he should stop doing it, so he hasn't given her any money. Okay, whatever. I mean, that's fine. That's that's psychotic, but. Well, okay, but yeah, I, artists are also kind of deeply insecure people sometimes, and they uh, what drives them there? There's some some deep rooted stuff that drives people to do this kind of stuff. Um, but whatever. I, I just, I mean, I, it's obvious it's wrong. He tr- tried to keep us from having Spielberg. What a jerk! What an idiot! But. He's wrong in a way that a lot of parents would be wrong. I don't think it's that shocking to you. It's obvious how talented he is, and that he was going to go on to be a very successful director. And his dad should have known it. What if that he'd be a great director? What if your and kid made a lot was of- like, "Hey, Dad, look, look at what I did," and showed you that fucking movie? Wouldn't you just be like beyond blown away and impressed and proud? Yeah, but I, I'm also not Paul Dano's character. I'm not. Yeah, you're not an about- asshole. You're not. But a there are a lot of asshole. parents that are like that. I would say, hey, uh, you can try to make movies. Great. Have a backup plan. It might not work out. I mean, you got to work hard. You probably need a little bit of luck. Oh, so you're on the defense there. You're going to tell your kids to not not go for it. Hedge. No, I said I settle. He- always hedge. Hedging is just a smart thing to do generally. So, so what would you say? Your daughter you know, wants to be direct movies. Do it. Don't do anything else. Just focus on that goal. Screw everything Let's else. Let's move to Hollywood. Care. Let's go today. You're going to go with them. Hell yeah. You're going to move to Hollywood? Uh, and your whole family's moving? Yeah. The other daughter's moving too? I'm going to take the monkey with me. Okay. <laughs> okay. I, I wouldn't say no. I wouldn't be, like, disappointed. I wouldn't say we should if do something If my daughter else. was like, I want to try to be an actor, I would say, okay, let's, for the summer, let's move out and see if you can get a part, go to auditions, and let's try it. And what if she didn't get it? And then you say, move on, or let's go every 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 summer for the next 20 years? That's yeah. what you're doing? Uh-huh. Okay. So she's going to be, you know, in her 30s and you're going to be taking her to auditions yep. and like, okay. Yep. That gets creepy and weird and codependent. At some point, you got to be like, hey, you're trying this. Good luck. Well, at that point, out. you do it, you know, if she's be older than 18, then she moves out to L.A. and does it herself as an adult. Okay. And if she just keeps needing money to live in L.A., you're going to keep giving her money? It's like, dad, uh-huh. you're just going to, here you go. Never yep. ends. Yep. Here you go. It's going to happen someday for you, baby. And then she'll be a big star, and she'll buy me a house. And I'll be like, okay. see, I and, told and you. And if she just lives in very expensive L.A., and you just fund her life for a decade, and she never gets any parts this or any parts. This is a very weird scenario. My kid's nine years old. Like, I, I, like, Well, you asked me. You started this conversation, bub. Like, what would you do if your kid said they wanted to be a director? I said, great, go for it. I mean, have some alternatives. Figure it out. No, I'm I'm big on being a supportive parent, and he was a terrible parent and not supportive at all, and it frustrated me. No, that's fine. I I, I think it's a it's a pretty standard parent. You need to do something concrete that's reliable and safe and secure and real. And he thinks movies are fans. Well, I think it was a even though he form. takes that's the other part that didn't make sense to me is he takes his kid to the movies right that we see it in the beginning of this like mind blown by the train thing. Have you seen that movie by the way? The the oh, I've seen yes, the greatest show on earth, the best picture winner of 1952. Okay. Yes, I've seen it. A crazy tra- that train crash was like, whoa, holy crap! I didn't expect that. Anyways, 
But so he knows that like movies are a huge thing, right? There's hundreds of people in the theater. They're all wearing suits watching this thing. Is like sure. it's that is like a real thing, and people are showing up and paying money. It's a business. You can make money doing it. Like to not realize like, well, I may, maybe this should just be the like the science of it too. That he didn't realize there was so much in building the equipment and doing the like the same thing he's doing with his computers is the same thing Spielberg was doing. It was just he was making movies at the same time. It just seemed weird that he didn't make that connection that like there's schools to be experts in computers. Like you can go to college, which Spielberg did. Right. Didn't he go to like USC or UCLA or something like that? Yeah. One of those. Like, yeah. Lived with his dad for a little while and then dropped out. Yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's, it's fine. I would, uh, you can hate Paul Dano's character as much as you like. I, I don't care. I, 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 I maybe, maybe what we're learning is I'm not the giant Paul Dano guy. Because I didn't love him in There Will Be Blood. That was my biggest complaint about that. Oh, see. Uh, maybe I'm just not, not in the Paul Dano bandwagon. Perhaps. I mean, I, I thought he was very good in this and movie. I, but that, Michelle the Williams like is, characters... she's in Venom, right? And that movie's awful, and she's awful in that. Maybe I'm not just, maybe I think both of them are not very good actors. Maybe. I mean, I, <laughs> judging her for Venom, in which I'm sure what, she was What is like... Michelle Williams good in? Like, name a movie. Not a movie that you're going to like. She's not going to be in any... Uh, what's that? I think Blue Valentine is she's great in, but you're not going to like her in it. She plays a lot of sad characters who are crying and upset the, and not enjoying life. Uh, Manchester by the Sea is yeah, that? Yeah, I've not yeah. seen it, but I think that's probably a very she's depressing pretty, movie. She's pretty... I mean, she's good in that, but it, that, is, that is one of the most depressing movies I have ever see, seen. See, I think she's good in this movie. I don't know that I like her character. But there's a difference, right? You're pissed off at Paul Dano, but he's reading what's in the script. Um, yeah, but how the, he does it, there's this, like... The, he's kinda, the, he has to be a bit of a jerk and a bit of a douche. That's what know. the script calls for. You think he, you think he slipped that by Spielberg? Spielberg no, no, didn't want that performance out of him? Name a Paul Dano performance where he isn't like that. He's always like that. Always like what? He's kind of a dick. He's kind of a jerk. He's smug and like kind of off-putting and just annoying. I don't think he's off-putting in Little Miss Sunshine. Um, and but some of that's just the kind of roles he's getting. He's supposed to be off-putting in There Will Be Blood. He's supposed to be off-putting in the Batman movie as the villain. Um, he's supposed to be off-putting in Looper. Uh, these are characters. Yeah, that are Looper's to be another off- example. He's such an annoying piece of shit in that movie. He's he's not off putting in Love and Mercy, the Brian Wilson movie. I don't think. Maybe I've never you just seen either. that. I've never. He seen plays that. a young Brian Wilson, and he's very likable. Um, I've heard that's a good movie. I, I've never seen that. But you're you're kind of judging him for these roles where he's supposed to play guys who are obnoxious and unlikable. Yeah, well, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe I have to rethink. Oh, I, well, I think now. he's a good actor. I I don't know. It's weird that you're projecting a lot of stuff on the characters onto him as a person. That's weird to me. I don't really get that. Um, and if he's playing people who are... I mean, he's, his character isn't supposed to be like, well, he takes Steven well, Spielberg what to I'm the saying movies, is I don't think and he I describes like... how movies works. Oh, it's a series of images. He explains the persistence of motion, and this is what it's working. It's flickering this light, and he describes it. Um, and he's even impressed after the first movie, but he doesn't take away that movies are great. He's like, oh, I looked at my son's organizational skills, his leadership skills how he had to plan and like lead this whole situation and he had to have foresight and set goals. That's what I value. And I think is really, really great and not, Oh, you but created that's this what magic. Being a director is like, why would you not then push him towards that? But he wants those skills directed towards something more concrete, but it doesn't matter. I'm like not, what? Like making IBMs. 
sure, making computers or making some other things or some other corporate leadership or it's fine. His character's wrong. His character's supposed to be wrong. Obviously, yeah, why are Spielberg's, you defending him? I don't know. This is so weird. We're having a 20 minute debate about you defending. I, I just Paul don't think Dano. he's wrong in a way. Well, I, I don't think it's Paul Dano's fault that the father is wrong. I don't think it's that. I don't know why you're so upset that his father is wrong. I, I don't know. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, um, okay. Boo hoo. The ending Taking of the movie. Can we, can we spoil it? Talk about the ending of the movie, the last, last sure. scene. That, Go. I really liked it. The, the John Ford. Uh, David Lynch is John Ford. I really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, I love the the speech he gave him about the horizons. You know, it, what's that picture? And, oh, I don't know. It's a bunch of soldiers. You know, where's the horizon? It's at the top. And then look at the other one. What's going on here? Oh, no. See, they're looking this way. No, where's the horizon? It's at the bottom. And he's like, horizon at the bottom is interesting. Horizon at the top is interesting. Horizon in the middle is boring. Now get the fuck out of my office. Like, <laughs> I loved it. It's great. Great way to end the movie. Sure. Uh, I've heard some people don't like it and have criticized it a bit, but. Well, I have no idea how accurate it is. I don't know if that's really happened to him when he was in Hollywood in the mid '60s. Um, but it was a nice wrap. I actually, I actually watched the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance because of that scene. Oh, I'm well, I'm very happy. I love the Man Who Shot Liberty Valance. Did you find it old and boring and dumb? Uh, it it was a oh. little boring and it's definitely old, but I I really I enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, I don't no, I, like I don't it. love John Wayne that much, but um, I love the whole aspect of you know bringing law to the West. Like I thought that was really interesting. Sure, that's and that's what as a, lot a former lawman myself, you know, that's a lot of John Ford movies are about the the so-called taming of the West yeah. and bringing civilization to an uncivil place. But uh, I liked it. I don't think I I don't I don't think I hated it or loved it. It's like oh, it's kind of cute. Oh, he's coming in. He's got a bunch of lipstick on his face, and his receptionist or whatever has to come in and wipe the lipstick off of his face and he's just kind of a jerk to this like 19 year old kid that's fine it was sweet but is uh, there has there ever been like a, a biopic about a filmmaker like a movie director made by the movie director like this it's it gotta made be a by one one. that's that's the caveat that I, yeah. I yeah i have no idea i mean there was the Chaplin movie, and Charlie Chaplin was the director of charlie that's chaplin true. movies but he didn't direct that right. that was like somebody else um so yeah, and if I scratch my head, we could probably find um, some movies. Maybe I mean, there's about like documentaries, certainly documentaries oh, about well, making of films and stuff. No, this like... is very, very weird. It, it, it is oddly self-aggrandizing, um, and I guess that makes it slightly off-putting. Like you're already Steven Spielberg, and we already know you're amazing, and then you just talk about how you were always amazing, and I guess that how films helped you cope with reality. And process reality, okay. Yeah, I mean the, the I, kid. I kind of figure that the Sammy character, who I mean is my favorite part, is that character. Like I, I love that kid; he was great. But like, he's also like perfect. You know what I mean? Like he's doing everything he can. He's keeping his family together. I mean, he's he's a little bit self. There's a little bit about that. Is he being selfish? His sister kind of says that to him that he's as selfish as their mom is. But like, he's also just like, you know. He's like Marty McFly in this movie. He's just like a cool kid who just wants to make movies with his friends. Yeah. Um, yeah, he, I mean, he was, he was likable enough in the performance. It was fine. Um, I don't know. So can, we, can we talk about the other parent? Can we talk about Michelle Williams? She didn't like sure. her performance either. She's supportive, so good for her. She didn't discourage him from making well, movies. She was a psychotic parent, though. Taking your kids... 
to drive towards a tornado is like that's lunacy. You should lose your children for doing something like that. Like literally, Ooh. to call social services because that is crazy. Okay. But like she's a, she's a terrible parent. Like that's an awful parenting. So who's the worst parent then? I Telling your son that, Steven Spielberg to not direct movies. Well, she supported she supported him. Uh, I guess you know she put them in danger, which I think is what Spielberg was trying to say is like his mom could be dangerous. What if they, what if Steven Spielberg got killed in the tornado because his mom have. drove into tornado and then you don't get Jaws or Jurassic Park either? Um, okay, yeah, I just didn't find her particularly likable. Um, no. Again, I don't think this is Michelle Williams' fault. This is where I was it was less defending the character who is, I mean, she's also not funny and likable, and she's dancing in, uh, when they go camping in Phoenix somewhere, and she's dancing by the headlights. With, and with like, Seth this Rogen is... just hanging out with them. Just like nobody, like, that, none of the kids were like, Dad, what's with, what's with this guy? Like, why is he out? No other families have this other guy hanging out. Like, he's not your brother. He's not her brother. Like, why is he always here? Nobody asked him that. He never asked himself. Paul Dano was never like, honey, what's the deal? What's going on with you and him? That never came up. So I mean, I think weird. We, he's just a pushover. I mean, we, we hear from Michelle Williams that he just wants her to be happy. So having this guy around, he's always known kind it's of... Like, it's like Biff. Biff was just always at their house. Like, did... did well, Biff jerk... was at least like a bully and coerced his way. I mean, this is with Paul Dano's consent, at least, of not out-and-out encouragement. Yeah, it's a weird relationship. Yeah, he was getting him jobs. He was getting him jobs and taking him with to, like, other... Well, he knew, like, all right, if I... Like, my wife's going to be miserable if I don't get him a job. I'm going to have to fight my wife. She's going to... It's going to suck. My Why is his suck. wife miserable? Because... Seth Rogen's not there to bang her, so she's lonely and like you know it's so weird. Like I'm just. So she has to, to be with this guy who's uh, apparently a genius and also really cold and emotionless and has no no tolerance for anything that's flighty or superficial, including movies, uh, Eric. And so that's really hard because everybody tells her how great her husband is, but then he doesn't like anything about her, but he wants her to be happy, but. He also doesn't value the things she values. I don't know. Their relationship's weird. I don't really didn't really care about it either. It was did like, his, I understand. Did his dad like lose his job? Because in the end, he's in some tiny little apartment with his dad. Like, what's the story there? Um, I, After I don't they know. Split if, up. I don't know if he just didn't want a whole house because the kids were going to just live in Phoenix. I assumed, and he's just going to take the apartment or her. He has an apartment plus the house. The apartment's like a middle spot so that Steven Spielberg can go to uh, school. I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly. I don't. I don't think he lost his job, but I guess you could. Uh, well, I just are they were they trying to say like ultimately his dad ended up being like kind of a failure after everything. Yeah. You know? I, see, I didn't. I didn't get that vibe at all. I thought there was just some. It's a choice reason. to have him be in this tiny apartment and not some mansion. Well, somewhere. he he did that for his wife. His wife moved back to Phoenix and they live in a house somewhere and. Maybe he still has that house that they moved to. And so built, he's or maybe pay- he hold on, hold on a second. We time out. So he's, he's definitely paying he's for the paying house. his wife to oh, live with alimony. Seth Rogen. Oh, I'm sure he's paying. He was paying alimony. You, you wow. think he wasn't? Can you, you think um, he wasn't paying spousal no, support? No, he probably was. But at some point, you got to calculate Seth Rogen. Once they got married, once they got married, he doesn't have to pay alimony anymore. Once she gets married to another man, he has no sure. alimony obligations. 
Sure. But you think he's still paying? Still paying? He's I paying her and he, Seth Rogen to live together. I, it hadn't out. been that long. I don't know if they had gotten wow. married at that point. I have no idea, but I, I, I don't get the impression. All-time cuck Paul Dano is in this movie. He's an all-time cuckold. This is what well, we're, doesn't that what make we're you happy? <laughs> no. That bums me out, man. I, uh, as just a man, that bums me out. That, okay. Well, yeah, he... His wife loses it. I mean, we even talked about how she buys a monkey. Oh, goodness. Like, that's that's so insane. Is that a thing you could just get in, yeah, like... Where do you get a monkey? L.A.? Yeah, just buy one? Did they have them at Pet I think she said at the and... zoo. She got it from the zoo. So she just went to the zoo and said, I'll buy a monkey? Yeah, and they're like, well, any monkeys okay, for sale? Okay, white lady, sure. Anything <laughs> for you. Um, that's so bizarre. The monkey's just jumping around. I mean, he is a cuck, though. I mean, that's the thing. Like, he doesn't even st- stand his ground with the monkey. He's not even like, we're getting rid of this monkey. Can you, let, let's say, Eric, you have to go into the office for work and you come back and your wife has purchased a monkey. <laughs> Are you just going to say, name, okay? And name it off after the guy that she used to sleep with. <laughs> Are you just going to be like, all right, that's fine, honey. I'll roll with this new life no. buying monkey food. That's You're going to have a lot of fighting. Sanity. You're going to have yes. a lot of tension in your marriage. It's going to be very tense. It's so crazy. Like, it's it's just bonkers that that's in this movie. Yeah. And he takes it. And she says, like, even when she snaps at him and says, like, go mess with the antenna, he does it. Yeah, she gets mad at him. Yeah, all the time. Crazy. And, and I guess it sucks that he tried to deprive us of Spielberg, See, the filmmaker, but he... You're making and, me like this movie less now, now that we're talking about it. You said the only thing that you've been really... You kind you pretty you really like the ending, and you like the scenes where Spielberg's making movies. That's, like, that's the whole movie, though. That I mean, isn't the whole movie. It's like, like 70% of the movie. The ending of the movie is like uh, three or four minutes long where he meets John Ford. And then the scenes where he's shooting a movie, that's probably like 15 minutes. No, of I meant the stuff is him as a kid. All of the stuff is Spielberg Anything as a kid. Anything with him as a kid. Yeah. Okay. A, a lot of like, first of all, him as a little kid, it didn't didn't no, register the, for the me at all. The little kid was kind of cool. I mean, he, how he made the train thing was kind of cool. I well, like. Well, sure, that. I get it. Oh, he's he's recreating stuff. He's gaining a sense of control. Oh, this is why he's got fathers missing from all of his movies, right? This is why there's like absentee parents all the time yeah. or whatever. Fine, I, I I kind of figured that. I mean, I've seen quite a few Spielberg movies in my life. It's a sort of a running theme, but fine. Um. And the stuff in high school, sort of whatever. I mean, so it works. Although the scene, like, I don't know what. Stuff. To... Yeah. It, see, but yeah, you're not. You don't love it. You're like, it's it's yeah. okay. There's some stuff that's okay, but it's. Like... We didn't need a bully. We didn't need a bully situation in this movie. Just didn't. But need I'm it. sure that really happened. He's trying Could to work be. through. Yeah. I, you know, there's some psychotic guy, and we also get the power of film. Like, he ultimately convinces that guy at the end. Uh, by making him look like a superstar in the yearbook or in the you know end of year video um but even then like the the relationship with the soup the very very bizarre christian yeah what did what were you thinking when that scene happened i was baffled just why yeah i'm like this is i'm so confused by this is it supposed to be funny i guess if it actually happened it actually happened but i'm I'm so confused by her sexual attraction to Jesus. I it was so baffling to me that the whole maybe that's a thing. I don't know. 
Well, maybe, but it was still baffling. I mean, you see her room, and they pray, and it's so bizarre. And I was like, man, I don't know what to make of this even slightly. I am so flummoxed by this whole situation. Um, because even then, scenes where, I mean, the kids not dealing with family drama are, I mean, it's a lot of him dealing with family drama or high school drama. Um, we get some of the movie-making stuff, which is great. And I guess even the train stuff is okay. Yeah, like he's just trying to recreate the train and seeing him as a little kid making movies. Okay, that that's fun. Yeah, I think, the- I think there's like a 90-minute, like really, really, really good movie in this like two-and-a-half-hour movie. <laughs> Which is just him making movies. Like here's Spielberg making movies from his childhood. What's the narrative? You know thread? what I thought? You know what I thought? Actually, I had the, had this thought is if – if it was like a, a peanut situation where you never saw the parents and they just went wah 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 and you just it was just the kid and okay. his life I think that's a better movie. <laughs> that movie is your version is never getting made. Steven Spiel I, why would he want to make a movie where he ignores this like foundational event from his life? Well, it's like um, we get it. His mom's the artist, his dad's a scientist, they fought. Like, okay, we get it. Like we don't need, you know, two hours of that. You know like, like the scene where he showed his mom? She made it possible for him to film the train, right? She was always supportive. And then in that same closet where they watched the train footage, he showed the footage where he's like, I know about you and Benny. No, I didn't. No, I didn't like that at all. That was, see, that was the moment where like Michelle Williams sold me on the role, even if I didn't like her character. Because if you see, she gets in the closet. Again, how does she not know that people know that that's, that is the, it's so implausible. Like, she's like, wait, you think other people might know that there's something going It's like, yeah, bitch, you have been hanging out with this guy for 20 years. You talked about how she has some mental health problems, right? She drives her kids to the tornado. She has all these problems. She thought she was getting away with it, Eric. She was wrong. She thought she was getting away with it. That, that uh, is be, but that's that scene, implausible. The re- the, this is the moment she sold me exactly on the performance. She's, the, the clip starts to play, and it's footage of camping. And at first, she's got this like slight smile on her face. She's like, oh, I love watching his movies, and this camping trip was fun. And then it just keeps cutting to Seth Rogen and her. And then you see it dawn on her face, and she's like, her face switches, and she it drops. The color goes straight from her face, and she starts to, oh, God, like realize and cries and is upset and understands that he knows now. Um I mean, it, it's. I'm sure there are kids that have caught their parents cheating, right? Like that's. Of course. I'm, and I think that's what he's trying to show is like that. What What does that do to a kid who finds out like, oh my god, that I is. Out, he's my explaining why cheating. he's so upset, and he can't say with words. He has to say it through but movie, through it, film. It, in a situation where like you you know you came home from school one day and your parent was cheating, you're like, who is this guy? Like, what's going on? Like. That's different than this guy who is literally always at their house for for Christmases and gatherings and moved when you moved. Like, why would you ever be shocked that your mom was cheating on this guy? Like, yeah, mom, we all knew you. This dude is with. I, I don't know. I think whatever. I, I I can provide a little bit of empathy uh, that you you think is implausible because you would have a similar situation. But I think it, it would not be especially when he didn't actually see them having sex and it was just through editing the film footage when he started piecing together. I don't think you would assume that your parent is having an extramarital affair when you're 15 or 16 or in the 60s. But if that's completely implausible to you, add another strike against this movie and a strike against Spielberg's childhood, if if that's what actually happened. That's what's funny to me is all this stuff I think actually happened. So you can think people are stupid or wrong, but 
Clearly, you know. Well, he is, he didn't write the movie. Tony Kushner did. The guy that wrote Lincoln and. But he told his life story to Tony Kushner. During, yeah, but does he embellish things or change the story to make it more interesting and more cinematic? Maybe, but you, know? you also could be saying this is ridiculous. Everybody would know. I can't believe she'd be surprised. What if she was surprised, Eric? How, does that bring is that change anything in your brain? That it's possible. It makes for me think even less of her and all of his family. That okay. That this was some Speaking revelation. Speaking of family, what about? Um, her uncle, the guy who's—I mean, he's in Independence Day and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, another name. unnecessary scene, you know. <laughs> it features the son, but you didn't like it. You didn't like the weird. I mean, I, it was—it was. I think it showed a, you know, about like so. We were talking about the art thing about do you commit to it? Do you give everything you have to it? Do you drive your kid to Los Angeles and have him go to auditions over over and over again? Even if it does destroy the rest of your life, you know, that kind of idea of giving everything you have to it. Or can you have a family and and also make art? I don't know. It was kind of interesting. I, I didn't I guess I didn't hate that part. But you didn't love it either. It's just like it was just there. It just happened. It's a bit much. I don't know. That was kind of part of the movie where it's like, when is this ever gonna end? This is just okay. a dragon. <laughs> I see again I I give it four stars. You've said stars. a lot of bad things about this movie. I'll give it four stars. I give it four stars. That's hilarious. I mean, I guess we're jumping into... Uh, yeah. So funny. I give this one three stars. I I was most happy when I saw filmmaking Steven Spielberg. Um, and then... I, I mean, got, that's the thing we're not... T- is, like, he's amazing at making movies. That's also the course. piece we're not talking about. Is like, Steven Spielberg is, like, the greatest ever at just like staging things and showing you things and, and filming things. Like there's really nobody better than him. I don't think so. That's a big part of it for me is like, this is the greatest guy to ever make movies about him starting to make movies. Like how can oh, I sure. not love that? Well, I, I mean, I, from my point is I, I liked it, but I didn't love it. It's just, it's just the honest answer. I mean, I did keep thinking like, especially in the high school scenes, like, Oh, in like a decade, this dweeb's going to direct jaws. Good Lord. That's crazy. I, like, oh man, I can't imagine. Like, he was just at some point just a high school kid that was just, I mean, is it? He was just a high school kid living his life being bullied. Like, it's just crazy. Before he became the greatest director ever, or whatever. It was just that 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 part's mind blowing. But it it wasn't as interesting to me as just him making a movie about something else and putting a little bits of his life or feelings into the narrative. It's like, hey, okay, it's fine. I love the scenes where you're making movies. I like some of the stuff, but the art versus science, this tension between loving and respecting your family and using them for art or ignoring them or having a personal life or how much you... Okay. Who you know it turned out? It turned out well for filmmaking. I, I assume Spielberg's had a happy life. Maybe he's been miserable. I don't know. Maybe he's only happy when he's making movies. I don't know. But it was like... I was really kind of bored for the first act. I was like, I really didn't care about him as a little kid. Like, okay, you went to a movie and and you had to cope with it. You started making movies and it helped you process reality. You got really into movies and you fixated on them and you really understood how to do them. Cool. And then your parents have this very bizarre relationship, which if I were, if I had to deal with that, that'd be complicated. If I were a teenager and I had like, and my mom's side piece lived with us, basically. Yeah, that'd be a, that that would mess with my head, Eric. I would have a hard time coping with that. That would be a weird thing to grasp. Um, but it wasn't interesting to me to watch. I didn't, yeah, enjoy spending time with the characters really. 
Um, I defended Paul Dano and his character somewhat, but I didn't really enjoy spending time with him. I wasn't like, man, give me more Paul Dano. Give me more Michelle Williams. It's like, uh, you know, I didn't didn't care about his personal drama, you know? I guess if I'm supposed to like it more, okay, but hmm. it's just like, yeah, it's All fine. Right, well, okay, so Best Picture nominees. We got Fablemans, Top sure. Gun Maverick, Triangle of Sadness, Elvis, Women Talking, Tar, Everything Everywhere, Everywhere All at Once, All Quiet on the Western Front, Banshees of Venus Sheeran, and Avatar Way of Water. Those are the those are the Best Picture nominees. Okay. Um, I have That's- seen. All of them except for Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking. Did you finish Tar? I rewatched it, yes. Okay. Uh, any less boring <laughs> on a second viewing when you're not drinking and hanging out with your brother? It's, it's it's much better than... Don't watch that movie at 1 in the morning when you've been drinking all day, is is piece of advice. Uh, okay. Didn't love it other, uh, aside from that. It, I thought it was there was a few things kind of interesting. Um, okay. My favorite of all of them, the one that I would vote for best picture, and again, I haven't seen the two others, is All Quiet on the Western Front. That would be my pick for best picture. I, I really liked that movie. But sure. if I was going to rank them, I'd probably put Top Gun second and this third in terms of my personal best picture Oscar rankings. Well, I want to say, so is it, there's nine total that have been nominated? Is that it's the total? 10. Now? I think it has to be 10. ten. Yeah. Oh, it has to be 10? I think it I is. Thought it the new rule okay. is it has to be 10. Now, see, there's always, the rules are always changing. Okay. Uh, so then I've only seen 40% of the nominees, so whatever. And I, I, I don't – I love the Oscars as an absurd event every year that I enjoy watching the nonsense, but I don't really care what gets ranked and nominated. Even and though wins. you've watched every Best Picture winner. Well, I haven't seen Green Book. That's the only one I haven't seen. It's still weird. Did you watch Coda? One. Have you seen Coda? No, I haven't seen Coda. So, yeah, Last year winner? Okay. Yeah, there's two I haven't seen. But you other other than that, you have gone back and you sure. started from and, the and beginning. It, I'm grateful for the best picture winners. It helped branch me out and seeing different kinds of movies helped me watch old. There's movies. some really bad best picture oh, winners. Most right? of them are pretty bad. I would say most best picture winners are at best decent, and a lot of them round out bad, especially older ones. Like you didn't like Casablanca that much, and Casablanca is for the first 20 years of the Oscars, it's easily the best best picture winner. And the one that holds up the most, like, uh, of those, up until you get to the 60s and 70s, really. There's just not much. Maybe maybe Bridge of the River Quiet would work for you. That's 57. So that might speak to you. You seem to resonate. War movies seem to resonate with you. But my favorite, and this is, I'm sure this is probably at the bottom of your list because it's probably too weird and you don't like it. Everything Everywhere All at Once is by far my favorite movie that came out last year. I, I love that you movie. say that. It was super well shot. It was funny. I laughed a bunch. It actually had heart. Um, the performances were great. I'm sure you didn't like the performances or thought it was no, too weird. They were fine. Awkward. I mean, Michelle Yeoh is great. Like I, okay. I watched like a bunch of Jackie Chan movies growing up, and she's in a lot of those. Like she's awesome. Michelle Yeoh is great. Um, and it's so got that. the guy that played Short Round in Data. Like how could I not love that? I just I, I didn't love the movie that much. I don't know. There's like she's got like hot dog fingers. Like what the fuck is that? See, that to me was so I, – I bust a gut when that came on. I don't find that funny at all. I know. It's too weird and nonsensical for you. Um, and it's not because and it's not because it's like child humor. It, it takes this concept. If there are all these alternate realities, there could be one where people have hot dog fingers, and you get to see cut Why would you versions. ever even think of that? Like, that's just insane. Eric, your brain is just so concrete and literal. I love you for it. It's great. But – 
Some of us have weird brains that will. Okay, it's literally there's a bunch of alternate you, realities. You can think of any. It could be any reality, and you come with hot dog fingers. Like, and then we get to see 2001 what? recreated with hot dog fingers. My God, I lost it. That was one of the most absurdly hilarious, weird ideas I've seen in a long time. It was great. Um, having it's just great. I understand it didn't didn't work. Have you not seen it. Top Gun Maverick? I've seen Top Gun Maverick. Oh. I like it better than Fableman's. Um, yeah, I do too. It's probably uh, uh, it'd be number two on my of the four that I've seen. It's it's equally two. pretty sappy, but like it's amazing. Those beats land pretty well. It it, it hits all the storytelling oh. beats. I think in the exact right ratios. Yeah, the exact it's... right amounts. It doesn't do too much of any one thing. I, I actually, action scenes are I great. actually like Top Gun more than All Quiet on the Western Front. I I think it's like I enjoy it more. But I if I was gonna vote for the winner of Best Picture, I would. Pickle. Sure, you think All Quiet on the West Front has more artistic merit, yeah. even if Top Gun Maverick was more entertaining. It's an anti-war too. war movie, like it's incredible. Yeah, no, I mean I saw the one that yeah. won Best Picture in 1930. I've seen it. Sure. Uh, I mean the filmmaking is, I'm sure, archaic and and dull, uh, but it's, it's the same concept. I'm I'm guessing you know people hyped to go to war, they had a bunch of propaganda, and it turns out war really sucks ass, especially yeah. trench warfare is really really shitty and starving on the. Well, and a um, lot of it's like about the war pigs, the people behind, you know, of course. this all and how it's all who there. who actually benefits from it, and it's miserable. Um, but you know, like Paths of Glory is the best anti-war movie I've ever seen, and it that's the best mostly picture. like a courtroom drama, though. Like that's not really a war movie. Well, fine, you're saying it doesn't show enough action to count as a war movie. That's fine. I, whatever. It's the best anti-war movie, even if it's not a war movie. I don't I don't care. It's the best anti-war movie. But anyway, that didn't win Best Picture. Uh, they get it wrong way more often. Neither will all is quiet. All quiet. I mean, I think everything, everywhere, all at once is going to win everything. Like, oh, you think that's going to win? Yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah. I haven't I, done any I research on, on the odds. Okay. I'd have to look. I and I don't know. I, I again, I will see. What so tar to, is tar going to win? That tar's not going to win shit. What's Top Gun Maverick's going to win? Top Gun Maverick won't win. Avatar, Avatar The Way of Water won't win. No, It'll, well, Avatar not. The Way of Water will win Best Visual Effects. I would bet money on that. Sure, and it should. Like, um, Yeah. But um, no, it, that, that won't win. See here. Elvis, Elvis if I was going to rank them, and I, I have I love Elvis as a, as a singer, performer, huge fan. That was the one of the worst movies I have ever seen. Like, Tom Hanks's accent, the... The politic, like the story of it, is total bullshit. And other than him singing as Elvis, like it's it's honestly like a laughably bad movie, I think. But that's my opinion on it. Okay. Well, all right. I mean, <laughs> I don't have a whole lot else. I, I just thought it'd be fun to have a little Oscar talk because this that's why I watch this. So we we had a little Oscar talk. It was it was good. A little uninformed Oscar talk. But. Well, it's fine. I, I was trying to pull Best Picture odds and. Uh, I'm on my work computer, so every single gambling website comes up as blocked, so I can't see the best picture odds. Um, you I can see. bet on that, like FanDuel and stuff. I just oh sure, I can't, yeah, I no, that's what I'm seeing. It's it's a legal, bunch of websites but... like that. But yeah, Vegas Insiders. Um, I do think yeah, it looks like maybe everything ever once is one of the favorites, but uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, so you would, uh, despite a lot of strong negative feelings created from watching the Fablemans, you would recommend what people watch the Fablemans. Yeah, well, if if you made movies as a kid. You'll like it. Like, with, I suppose that's that weird subset. Like, if I hadn't done that and I had no, like, emotional connection to that, I probably wouldn't like this movie very much. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So it's really like it just reminded you of making movies with your brother as a kid. Yeah. And yeah, that was a positive yeah. good vibe. Sure. For sure. Okay. Yeah, it okay. touched me a little bit. Okay. That's interesting. I mean, I love those sequences, but I mean, I it's just uh, I think it's fine. I think you'll have an okay time if you watch it. It's a movie like most people can watch and probably not hate, although it is a little bit self-aggrandizing and a little bit uh look at how great Spielberg is, and I guess yeah, look at how dumb his dad was. I don't know. But, it's also like very sappy. It's a very oh, it's sappy movie. from the yeah. get go. I, I didn't laugh once. I don't think. Um, other than no, I laughed with the woman who is the young woman who is sexually attracted to Jesus because I was just uncomfortable and confused. So I, I did laugh at that point. Like, what is going on here? My brain does not compute. Oh, but all right. So Eric. You want to take us through your five degrees of separation? Sure. Uh, I started with your favorite guy from this movie, Seth Rogen. You just okay. loved him. Loved Seth him so much. I like Seth Rogen. I, I, I don't know. I think he can be very funny. His best I think he was movie, funny in this role. Best movie, Pineapple Express, I think. I absolutely love Pineapple Express. Uh, Danny McBride is in that. Heard of He's him. He's in a movie called Tropic Thunder with Nick Nolte. And Nick Dolte's in a movie I've never seen called Three Fugitives with James Earl Jones, who's in Field of Dreams. Got Michelle Williams is in The Fablemans, much to your chagrin. She's also in Venom 2. You could do Venom 1 or Venom 2. I've not seen Venom 2. <laughs> I have seen Venom 1. And I was actually, I did, that was the first. She gets she gets the Venom suit in Venom 1, right? Doesn't Got she it. become Venom? Uh, for a minute to, to find him, yes. She chases what, him down. What a, what a anyway, trash movie. Got it. That, that's what I needed to unlock it. So Michelle Williams... Um, she's in Blue Valentine with Ryan Gosling. So it's a very, it's about a marriage in decline. One of those movies where you see a couple and their marriage disintegrates and there's a lot of screaming. She's and fighting in a lot of her. those. And I know. And those aren't your kind of movies. And I don't think you would en- you enjoy those kind of performances. I don't really enjoy them much either. Uh, Blue Valentine is good, but it's not a fun watch. I really, I understand something that I didn't understand before. It's like, okay, these are just two quality performance in a depressing movie. And Ryan Gosling's great in it too. But anyway, Ryan Gosling is in uh, Blade Runner 2049. Uh, a Killer movie, movie. You enjoy, yep. Yeah, love um, that movie. And Harrison Ford is in that movie. And Harrison Ford is in uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope with uh, James Earl Jones, who is in. You could have done Clear and Present Danger too. Harrison Ford's in that, and so is James Earl Jones. Is James Earl Jones in The Hunt for Red October also? I don't remember. Yeah, but Harrison Ford isn't. Oh, you're is right. It? That's right. Okay. Isn't yeah, it's a different Jack Ryan. Isn't it Alec Baldwin? Isn't Alec Baldwin? That's right. Same That's character, right. Jack Ryan, but a different actor. Yes. Right. I'm mixing up my. Uh, yeah, get your Jack Ryan's players, right. Political Jesus. thrillers. Um, but yeah, all right. So it's wide open. Yeah, you pick what you pick the movie here, I'm, man. I'm excited. All right. I, could you be know, anything. Could be anything in the universe of films. Could be anything. We'll narrow it down. The first way we'll narrow it down. Clue number one. The year this movie was released. 2013, Eric. A Ooh. decade ago. 10-year anniversary. You have it? We, we eliminated a lot of movies. It's not well, Jackie Brown. Jackie Brown's not... It's not what? Jackie Brown. I know. I'm saying oh. it can't be Jackie Brown because it said 2013. Can't be Inglorious Bastards. So. Okay. Alright. Um, so... The female, the, the co-female lead is played by two different actors. 
That's clue number two. The, the, lead the lead character is played by two different female co-lead characters played they by play two different They play the same character? Correct. Hmm. Is it like a different age thing? Huh. Uh, weird. Different timelines? Or do they do they have hot dog fingers too? But yeah, this is a. It turns out that everything ever all at once was released in 2013. So we're gonna talk about that. No. Um. Clue number three. The score was done by Arcade Fire. Hmm. I didn't and know they I did saw film score. In Minneapolis, once upon a time, and it was an awesome show. Is that that's at after the suburbs, right? Yeah. No, or is that before suburbs? I think they had three albums. Well, so they had. Neon. Uh, what was what was the album after Neon Bible? Was it the Suburbs? I think so. Yeah. And I think that album was out. Yes. Maybe oh. even the the one after that. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. No, I think yeah, it's just the one after Neon Bible in 2013. Anyway. So th that's clue number three. All right. So the director of this movie. Um. Well. Uh. Let's see here. I want to be exactly right because I know if I get it wrong. This the, the director of this movie co-founded the youth culture magazine Dirt. Never heard of Dirt. You never heard of Dirt? Nope. Is the movie called Mud? <laughs> no, I've seen Mud. I think I think uh, it's movie. McConaughey, right? It's been yes. on my list of movies to watch. It's good. I think you like Nichols, it. Nichols, uh, Jeff Nichols, or something like that, the filmmaker. I don't remember the director's this name. This is the guy that made uh, um, Midnight Express or something like that. Is that with Adam Driver, where the kid has like special powers? It's the same same director. I think I think it's the same guy that made Mud. I don't, never mind. Not Mud. Just dirt. About, not Mud. Okay. Well, yeah, that's the name of the magazine. Um, does it help you? Okay, I'll give you one last clue. Um. Alright, so this director has actually worked as an actor sporadically throughout his uh, career. He co-starred in Three Kings, and he appeared in supporting role in Moneyball and The Wolf of Wall Street. Is it... Wolf of Wall Street and Moneyball. And an actor from Three Kings... Well, the director of this movie is the actor in those movies. Right, yeah, yeah. Got it, okay. So it's not Clooney, it's not Wal Wahlberg, it's not Ice Cube. <laughs> no, he's not one of the literal three kings. Uh, but also in Wolf of Wall Street and Moneyball. Jeez, who's in who's in Moneyball and Wolf of Wall Street? These are all Wall small Street? parts. I mean, he's I not know, like I'm trying to think of, like, McConaughey's in... But he didn't direct any movies, so it's it's like an actor turned director. I have no idea. Completely lost. I should know this. Oh, I tried to be more obscure this time. I think it kind of worked. Do you want me to just tell you the name of the movie? Yeah, yeah. It's it's her. Oh, Spike it, Jones, right? Yes, yes, that's right. That's the director. Ah. Uh, he did. There was, and I I could have gone a skateboard more skateboarding route and stuff. To, it would have made it a little more obvious. But yes, he he is in Wolf of Wall Street. He's like when he goes to the penny stocks. He's in the penny stock place. Who is he in Moneyball? I don't even know. I don't remember. 
It's I saw that movie in the theater and haven't seen it since. Okay, I know you really love her, so this would be interesting. It, this movie I thought a lot about for my top five. Frankly, I'd only seen it the one time, but it's a movie I think about often. And then with the story about the reporter who, I don't know if you heard that, like Chat GBT, like no, there was a reporter where the he was talking to Chat GPT and it tried to get him to leave his wife. It kept telling him that he loved him and like you should leave your wife and be with me, and I want you to love me, and I want to be real. And I was like, all right. You know, oh wow! But Chad, I I got to talk about her. I haven't seen it. I couldn't put it on my list because I haven't seen it in a long time. It probably holds up, but I just was like, all right, let's talk about it now. I'm I'm anxious to rewatch it. It's been a, it's been a decade since yeah. I've seen it. So, all right. So her her cool. Right. All right. Thanks for listening. Thanks everybody. <laughs> <laughs>